I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Hello, everyone. I wanted to chat with you a little bit about recession talk, economy talk, all of that, and what it means for your business, if it means anything for your business. So I've been thinking a lot about how to support you in this. I know that it's brought up anxiety or uncertainty or just like heaviness. I feel like just like out in the world, there's so much doom and gloom and stress and anxiety. Like I was just reading this article that was like talking about how there's going to be like a food shortage for Thanksgiving and all of this. And then like, as I was reading it, it was like, and the media is creating all of this panic and people are panic buying. And I was like, this is literally an article that is creating panic. (laughs) And they're like calling out other people for doing it. Like there's just some craziness right now. And so you may not really have anybody in your life who is giving you different perspectives, different thoughts, ways to think about it as an entrepreneur. I know I personally was kind of like, what are people saying out in the world? Like, is there anybody like offering anything positive? And no, nope, actually no. I found absolutely nothing positive (laughs) and was like, wow, like the fear is real out here in the world. And I wanted to speak to that. So first of all, like it's okay to feel anxiety. As a business owner, you actually are going to feel anxiety often. Even if the economy is going amazing, even if things are booming, guess what? You can still have low periods in your business. You can still have anxiety, even if things are going amazing in your business. So anxiety is okay. It doesn't feel good. It feels terrible, but it is a normal part of having a business. You will survive having anxiety. It's all right. But I want you to have some awareness around feelings and how feelings that you have are not actual real situations that you have to deal with. So you may be feeling a lot of anxiety, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to go sell everything that you own or not ever spend money on anything ever again, or like go and live in a cave or whatever might be coming up for you when you're feeling really fearful. When you are feeling anxiety, it's not necessarily a problem to solve. It's just a feeling to feel. So that's the first thing to think about. Secondly, recessions are for sure real. They are. We don't have to deny it. We don't have to like look the other way and pretend it's not over there. It's a real thing. It's a real situation in the world, but the more facts you can have and the less hype and hysteria you can have, the better. I think that, you know, it's easy to hear the word recession and I feel like people are like throwing around like crisis and that kind of thing. Like there's like a lot of scary words being used and I want you to just remember like this is a situation in the world and you have power to respond to it. So let's talk about how we respond to it and what that looks like. Because I think that we all probably know that recessions have happened before. Actually, lots of recessions have happened before in all of our lifetimes. And first of all, we've all survived. Amazing. If you're watching this, you have officially survived past recessions. Incredible. 
Also, businesses have survived. Remember this. Recession doesn't mean like you're going to be losing everything. I know like sometimes it's easy to go down that road and like think those things. It's not really the reality though. This is not what's going to happen to you. So first thing is keep perspective. So recessions are a limited time thing. We actually had one during COVID. We had one in early 2020. There was a recession then. You probably like maybe aren't even thinking that was a recession because it's over. So remember, they're a limited time thing. They're temporary. This is not like, you know, the good times are over and now it's just like shit for the rest of our lives. No, that's not what is happening here. This is something that comes and goes. The economy ebbs and flows. It's a thing. This is what happens. I recently, when I was like preparing for this and thinking through, what do I want to say to all of you? I looked at all of the past recessions in recorded history in the U.S. And there's a lot of them. <laughs> and some of them I didn't even know existed. Like some of them were really quick or not a big deal or even ones that we have heard of or experienced. It's like, oh, that actually like wasn't really that big. So I want you to maybe even do some research into that. If you're somebody who is feeling anxiety or feeling fearful, I want you to do some actual research into historical data. I would really recommend not really looking at the news. The news articles that I've seen are very fear-mongery, and I don't think that that's going to serve you, but I do think it's going to serve you to look at the data, to look at like what happened in the past. What happened in these other recessions that have happened in the past? You'll see there's all different types of recessions. The thing that I looked at, it had the change in GDP and also like the unemployment rate, I think, for every single past recession. And then I compared that to where we are right now and was like, oh, okay. <laughs> there's a lot of hysteria right now, maybe, but it doesn't look like many of these things that have happened in the past currently. And it's very easy, I think, to get swept away in a lot of the fear mongering and all of that. Like I was saying earlier about Thanksgiving food shortage and whatever, you know, like it's very easy to feel very afraid of that. But think about COVID. They said that about toilet paper and then people were buying so much toilet paper and filling it up in their house. So Let's not like get in a panic. Remember to keep perspective and stay calm. We're gonna be okay. Another way to think about this and a question to ask yourself that I really like to ask myself is how specifically would a recession impact you? Specifically. And I want you to like really think about that because often for the majority of us, what it's really going to look like is a psychological impact. Unless you or your partner or someone else really close in your life is somebody who's losing a job and then not able to find another job, or you are wanting to buy and sell a house like right now and that is going to impact you, or you know, buy a car right now, those types of things like the interest rate increase could be impacting those things. Although again, 
when we're talking about perspective, it would be really helpful for you to look back at the history of interest rates. If you're thinking right now is like insane and it's never been like this before, look back because in our recent history, it's never been that low before as it was. And like, it's kind of obvious it wasn't going to stay there forever, right? Like it, there had to be like a come back to like a normal place, right? So look at those things and truly ask yourself, what is going to be the impact on me? Like, okay, let's literally even say that the fear mongering about the Thanksgiving food shortage is real. So the things this article specifically said were crab meat, <laughs> I know, turkeys and butter. So let's imagine that there is a shortage of these things. You can't find them or they're more expensive than they used to be. Well, you know what? I think there's a lot of people who could handle a Thanksgiving without turkey, right? And then maybe you could spend some extra money on butter. Like not to diminish things, maybe there is a potential that things could get more serious, but as of right now, that's literally what I found. And then I did see that other places in the world are going to potentially have shortages or continue to have shortages that they're already having. And that's not amazing, right? But that's not something personally happening to you. So if you're having like heightened anxiety, like it's going to happen to you, like you're not going to be able to feed your family, that's really not helping anything because that is very unlikely to be your reality. And it's distracting you from being able to think about what are the real problems in the world that I could have an impact with, right? Like we're distracted by pretend future problems that are very unlikely and then we're not focusing on real impact we can have now and good that we can do now with real problems that are actually happening. So anyway, that's a rant. I get into some rants sometimes. But really, I want you to just keep coming back to how specifically do I think this is going to impact me? And is that maybe just psychological? Okay, often the impact of a recession on businesses is decrease in revenue of like a couple percent or it is staying the same. Sometimes it's more, right? Like if you're in an industry that's like directly related, like if you're in real estate, for sure. But if you're in real estate, you likely know that there's cycles like this and that this is what happens. So when you're having like a feast time, then you know, hey, I need to save up because I know that there's going to be leaner times too. I know that it's not always going to be this bonanza, right? But not every industry is that way. Not every industry is deeply impacted by this. In fact, there are industries that grow. So this is another thing to be thinking about. People will always still be buying things, even in recessions. And not everyone feels the impact of recessions at all. There's still going to be people taking vacations. People will still be buying clothes. There's still going to be buying everything, buying coaching, buying graphic design, getting a new website. Like people are always going to be buying your thing, even during a recession. That isn't going to stop unless you truly have something that like maybe there's not a market for. And then that's not really about the recession, right? That's something entirely different. But truly, even with the housing market, even in a recession, there's going to be people who need to move or relocate or who are like, hey, I'm you know ready to buy my first house or whatever it may be. Those things are always going on no matter what is happening in the economy. I also want you to think about this. 
typically the number of people that you need to sell to, that need to be buying from you for you to achieve your goals, is not that many. So I want you to think about like, what is your goal for the next couple months? What's your goal for the first quarter of next year? How many people is that? Like take that goal amount for like Q1 of next year, take that amount, divide that by the cost of your offer. How many people is that? And do you think that you could still do that? Even if the economic situation for some people is not amazing. Do you think that there's still enough people in your audience, in the world, who want your thing, who have the money to pay for it, who think that it's a priority at that time. Also, spoiler alert, the answer is yes, truly. If you don't believe me, we should chat about it. And like, if I agree with you, then that leads me kind of into my next thing. The key to thriving in a recession is responsiveness and responsiveness to the data in your business. So looking at what is happening in my business, what is my business telling me and responding to that, not responding to, oh, there's talk about a recession, I need to lower my price. No, that is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about look at what's happening in your business to your people. There's so much data within your business that you probably aren't even looking at. I was chatting with somebody recently who was like talking to me about how they hadn't hit a goal and come to find out they hadn't been evaluating. They had been thinking, oh, it's like something else that was going on that made this happen. And of course, then they were feeling stressed and powerless when they were thinking about the recession because looking at it that way, then it's like, well, of course it's gonna impact me because outside things are always impacting but they weren't looking at what were the things that I could change about this? What are the things that there are to learn? There's always things to learn in your business. There's always things that you can be shifting and trying. And for some people, maybe that is gonna be changing their offer and that's okay. I think that a downturn, it really does give you the opportunity to look at what do people really need? What do people really want right now? And how can I provide that? I think that is a great question to be asking yourself in your business for making money and being successful. There's always going to be people who want to buy things, no matter what it is. And there's always going to be people out there offering value and making money during whatever time we're in in the world. and. One of those people could be you. So I think that is what you should choose to do. Okay, let's see. I feel like I'm like all over the place. Okay, back to responsiveness and the data. I actually have an example that I think will make this really clear for you. So this is you looking at how your business is doing, looking at how your business is talking to you and responding to it. So here's an example. I recently was doing some research, just thinking about clients, thinking about examples for them. And I knew that Netflix has had some like shifts and changes this year. So I wanted to specifically look at what happened with them. So in Q1 of this current year, uh, 2022, they lost 200,000 subscribers. And then in Q2 of this year, they lost a million subscribers. And then in Q3 of this year, they gained 2 million subscribers. And at the end of Q3, Netflix sent out a letter to stakeholders and 
I can't remember exactly what it said now, but it was something along the lines of like, the key is giving people what they want. Seriously? <laughs> like they, they just like learned that lesson. Like, oh, we were like completely plummeting in our subscribers. And then like, we just decided to give people what they wanted and like tons of people bought, amazing. Seriously? In case you didn't know, that is how business works. Give people what they want. Just sell them the thing that they want. It's the easiest thing in the world. I was talking to my mastermind clients at our last retreat a couple weeks ago, and I was telling them, hey, do you think that you have to create demand for something that people already want? Because my clients can really get in their head around the idea of creating demand, and it can feel very mysterious and scary, and then they're like complaining about how they don't have demand or in like freaking out about it and stressing about it and holding themselves back because of it. And I think that honestly, you can just look at what is the thing that people already want? That's demand. And then all you have to do is make sure people know that you're offering that. So getting visible, talking about your offer, making sure people connect the dots that this is actually the thing that they want. Like that that's our job as CEOs. That's what we're doing here. So that's really part of what Netflix was doing, right? They were looking at their data and then they realized, hey, we should give people what they want. Amazing, it worked. They also, I think it was today, announced a new subscriber tier that has ads, but it's a lower cost. Like they are looking at what people want and they're responding to it. They're experimenting, they're trying new things in the business and are seeing growth this year. So you want to be like that. You want to be innovating. You want to be looking for opportunity. There's always opportunity during recessions. There's always things that people need and people want that you can offer no matter what kind of economic times we're in. Also, when we're in a time like this, differentiation becomes even more important. That means like standing out from other people in your space who are doing what you're doing. You want to be really thinking about what's unique about me? What makes me even better? What's the additional value that I'm bringing to the table? How am I exactly the thing that they're looking for? This is something throughout COVID that I think I did really well. So actually the first 12 months that I made a million dollars in started with March, 2020. And that is when moms were home with kids, like basically that entire period of time potentially for some people. And I think that a big part of that is because that's what my messaging has always spoken to. And then I leaned into it even more, but how do you run and grow a business even with other things going on, other people at home, other responsibilities. I think it really made me stand out during that time period. So you wanna be thinking about what are those things? And I think recessions are when people who are bringing real value are left standing. Like people who are bringing legitimate work, legitimate value into the world will be fine. And who gets like shaken out and swept away is phonies and people who are smoking mirrors, people who are not legitimate, who aren't really offering good value. So think about that too. Like if you are bringing things that people really want into the world, if you're doing it really well, if you're bringing them lots of value, they're still going to be buying no matter what. Okay. Final thing is that often during recessions, 
a trend that we see is an increase in spending on education, so investing on education. So people go back to school, they get another degree, that kind of thing. And I want you to really think about this mentality and think about like, where is this coming from? Why does this feel secure? I think that the reason this feels really secure to people is differentiation and skill building. So you are maybe building specific skills that you need and you are becoming more marketable typically because of that. And this is true in the job market. So if there's like higher unemployment, then maybe you're like, I need to have a master's degree or whatever so I can stand out. I need to have like a certification and some skill set so I can stand out. This is not so much the case in business. So I want you to be really aware of this. You may still have the urge to do this and Sad to say it, your clients actually don't care about your certifications, your degrees, all of those things. Your clients care about, can you help me? And the way that they're gonna know that is not from a degree, it's not from a certification, it's not from some like shiny label that you're getting for yourself. Your clients are gonna know that because you tell them, because you're good at telling them. So you are really going to want to get really great at telling the story of your business, at how you are explaining to people that you can help them. I think also as we're thinking about like, what are the skills that you need in a recession to keep your business healthy and thriving and actually growing and making money, which a lot of you are going to do, by the way, you might feel freaked out right now, but guess what? Your business actually is probably going to be growing over the next year, because that's just the phase of business that everyone in my audience is in. You're in a growth phase of business. So even when there are ebbs and flows in the economy, there's still room for growth in your business. There's still opportunity for growth in your business. And it's gonna come down to a few things. Wise management of business resources. So this definitely is a time to be looking at how am I spending money in my business and am I getting equal value? for those things. And then really looking at every expense in your business as an investment that you commit to getting the return from. So I was talking to somebody today about joining the mastermind and she was talking about, you know, investing 10K for the quarter and her goal for next year is 100K. And so we were talking about the first quarter of the year and I was saying, okay, so your goal is 25K. So would it be worth it to you to invest 100K to learn how to make 25K for the first time because she has made 25K, I think in like nine or 10 months and she's gonna be shortening that timeline to three months. That's not really something that you're just gonna automatically know how to do on your own. That's something you haven't done before. There's skills there that you're going to need to build. So as you think about the resources that you have in your business for investing, you wanna be thinking about what is the return I'm gonna get on those? Like tangibly, what is the return? What am I going into it to get out of it? Next, differentiation. I already talked about that a little bit. Maximizing and emphasizing the things that are different about you and also like creating more. What additional value can you be creating? You also wanna think about strategic planning. So thinking about that long-term planning, thinking about your goal setting, your planning for expenses, all of that. These are things that I teach in the mastermind because 
These are CEO skills that where else would you have learned this if you weren't a CEO before? Also, how to listen to your business data and be responsive to it. We talked about the importance of that. That is something I'm doing with my clients every single day in the mastermind. And finally, how to freaking make money when you need to make money, when you need to make money quickly. How do you do that? And that is something that I help my clients strategize on. I actually have a client recently who needed to make some money. She needed to do it very quickly. And we came up with a strategy and she went out and made what she needed to make in like two days. She just put an offer out there, sold it, people bought it, boom, money was there. So those types of things are possible. These are skills, like these are business skills, tangible business skills that are going to help you through a difficult time if you are having one. And again, you may not, this may actually not impact you, but if it does, these are the skills that you need to allow you to still continue to grow no matter what. And that's what I do in the mastermind. That's what I help you with. So if this is something that you've been stressed about, and you know you want to join, but you're kind of afraid, you have some anxiety, maybe other people in your life who are part of the decision-making process have some anxiety about it, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the fears you have. Let's talk about what you would be doing in the mastermind, if it would be worth it, what that ROI is going to be for Q1. So reach out to me, respond to the email, book a call. Let's talk about it. I want you to feel equipped. I want you to feel confident. I want you to feel powerful as the CEO of your business. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com. M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com.